What's up, goreheads, and welcome to Extreme Horror Replay. I am Ben. And I am Nancy. And together we have a combined total of 88 years of horror. Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> we are a married couple. We enjoy watching movies together. We love watching <laughs> horror movies together. And then we love talking about the horror movies together. This is just supposed to be an ad, so... <laughs> <laughs> We're not experts. We're just fans. We're going to talk about the movies. You can find us on Instagram at extreme underscore horror underscore replay. And you can find us on all major podcast platforms. So thanks. Listen, tell a friend, be good to each other and be safe. Bye. All. <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst ad ever. It is. Make up lyrics to our theme song. Yeah. <laughs> I want to touch you, Daddy. Yeah. I want to get you ready. Come Here we on, are. Daddy. Hey, everybody. Here we are again. Is that how we always start is, hey, everybody. I want to try something new. A sign online. How's it going, folks? Oh, that sucked. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, folks? <laughs> Hello, students of Slash U. I am Professor Nick. Yeah. Sit I down. Am. Shut up. I'm Andy. Phone's Hi. off. I've got three inch areolas, yep. and I like tater tots. All right. Hey, I Good wanted to you. start off this episode by saying, <laughs> hey, if you give us a like, comment, if you hit us up on Instagram, yeah. if you rate, review us, subscribe to us, and you let us know, and I see it, and we can smell it and taste it, free stickers sent your way. I know it's not much, but hey, it's it's kind of a bribe. Hey, our, well, our, our, our stickers st are cool. They are really cool. We should get more. Oh, we're almost out of t-shirts. we got to get more merch. I really like the stickers because I like sticking them in random places around the area. <laughs> yeah, when I when I was teasing on our OnlyFans, I put the stickers over my boobs. Ooh, cute. Yeah, cover up those three-inch areolas I was just talking about. Nice. Um, but I really mean it. Like if you Or if you're just curious and you want a sticker, man, we'll mail it to you. It's only going to cost us, what, 29 cents? Yeah, something like that. But, you know, just it's, it's always nice to reach out to the students of Slash U and to uh, let them all know that Professors Nick and Andy... We care. We do care. And this is episode 89. <laughs> I was just checking to see if we have any fresh reviews, by the way, on the Apple Podcasts. There's one from September 15th. I absolutely adore this podcast. This is my favorite podcast to listen to. Four exclamation points at the end. <laughs> and that's from Selenide Had. I think, yeah, we read that yeah, on Yeah, we read that one. So we haven't had anything since then. But that is a fresh... Uh, a fresh review, September 15th. Just reach out, say hello, and if you're interested in some stickers, I just want, we will send you one or two. We'll send you like three or four. Yeah, yeah and so stick them on the uh, bathroom urinal walls of your favorite... Your favorite dive bar. The, the, or your favorite horror jaunt. Yeah. Jaunt? Man, I keep getting texts about election day. I am so tired of getting texts and random phone calls about who I should vote for. It's I get frustrating. I'm getting because our current governor and I are like this. He's texting me all the time going, hey, Nick, I need some advice. Tony Evers? Yep. Really? He's mm -hmm. going, I need some advice. Maybe that's why everything's going down the toilet. Oh, just kidding. It's hey, fine. Oh Before you go calling me right wing. No, I'm, it's, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to election day, mostly to get all that shit done with. No more 
fucking commercial. I, I just, I don't know. I, I feel like it. I'm going to get heavily uh, sedated on Tuesday. You already voted, didn't you? Oh, yeah. You did the early voting. Yes, I did. I'll do it on Tuesday just because the place where we vote is literally two blocks away. Yeah, I just, well, I can walk there this early will, in the morning and get it done. Well, let's just say it right now because this will be the last time we say it when it drops on, when it drops tomorrow. Yes. Please go out and vote. Um, we're, we're not telling you how to vote, but just make sure that your voice is heard. Yeah. Because it does matter. It, it, people, it does. People say it doesn't, but fuck them. It's important. It is very important. Please, the professors of Slash You are giving you Tuesday off to go vote. <laughs> yep. And if your boss has a problem, just tell them that. Yeah. Say, hey. Say, Nick and Andy at Slash You said I could be <laughs> off today. We are uh, Slash You. Uh, we talk about uh, horror slasher movies yep. uh, from across many different timelines, but they always seem to focus on when horror was really spectacular, 70s and 80s and early 90s. But they are, in my opinion, Andy, are kind of making a comeback. Yeah, they are. We've dipped into the 2000s, but I mean, even you say the 2000s is now yeah. over 20 years old. I will personally rub areolas with Adam Green of Hatchet. His, okay. The Hatchet series was fucking great. Yeah, well, special note, we were never going to get Adam Green now because <laughs> he's too creeped out by your areola invitation. Damn it. If anybody knows Adam Green, tell him Nick doesn't mean it. Or he means it, but not in a non-creepy way. A total... I admire you, Way, and we could get him on to talk about Hatchet. That's and how the progress of Hatchet Five, right? Yeah, yeah Part Five. Yeah. I want to know what he's got planned for a new one. I don't if, know if he's working on a new one. Oh, sh- he has to. I mean, it's such a classic. He at I, least I has to have the idea. If not, he's already writing yeah. it. You know what I mean? But rubbing areolas isn't necessarily scary. I mean, it could be like high fives, rub areolas. You know, kind of. Mm-hmm. You Maybe know. somewhere there is a parallel parallel universe like, where people do that instead of high fiving. <laughs> yeah, they up? rub. Yeah, they just rub rub yeah. boobs. Like you uh, scored a three pointer on the basketball court, <laughs> and instead of high fiving, they just rub areolas. Women's volleyball would be on point. I'm just kidding. That was creepy <laughs> as fuck. That was but horrible. in that universe, it's totally yeah. accepted and normal. Yeah, it, it makes sense to everybody, and it's not sexual at all. Men swimming. I love the <laughs> idea of a multiverse. <laughs> Men swimming. Infinite possibilities. Yes. Men swimming. What about men swimming? It would just be great if they got oh. excited for each other and the little, yeah. those little speedos would be like, hey. Yeah. Hey, Michael Phelps, come over here and rub my boobs right on your Right there boobs. in the lanes in the yeah. pool. They just get rubber Instead of a high five. Nobody invented the high five. <laughs> we are going to spoil the fuck out of the movie we're right. about to talk about. That's right. And we're watching we are a movie. Cinephiles. No. Two guys in a basement that we kind of made into a semi formal. Studio. Studio, kind of, but... Uh, you know, we don't hang out down here outside of recording. I do. Oh, you do. By well, myself. it's your house. Oh, yeah. So. I come down here and... Sh- oh, because this is a... There's a nice couch here. Yep. With um, various horror par- paraphernalia. You have some St. Louis Cardinals stuff on there. I mean, this is a nice little yeah, it's uh, a nice man little, cave, Yeah, that's... I guess. Well, one, horror night, cave. one next time that you guys <clears throat> come over, we'll hang out here for a little bit. Yeah. Maybe we'll we record something. We don't have to record. We are, um, have we told everyone about us? Oh, slash you underscore yep. podcast, Instagram. Yep. Slash you podcast.com. Yep. Check it out. World Wide Web. Slash you podcast and at gmail.com. on um, Christian Mingle, you can find us at slash you 666. So. <laughs> Is that true? Find you us set on up Christian, Christian Mingle. Mingle. Yes. We're looking for two lovely partners. Looks like our Weebly subscription is about to renew soon, by the way. The website subscription is going to renew soon. I'll Venmo you this week. Yeah. 
We kind of take a little <laughs> turn here. We're still, it's a 1987 movie. Uh-huh. One hour, 29 minutes. The Stepfather. Stepfather. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's good. Yeah. I saw this. On, we were at a punk rock uh, fucking uh, garage sale, uh, rummage sale at uh-huh. X-Ray. Okay. And X-Ray loves showing horror movies. Oh, the arc- yeah, the bar and yeah, slash so concert venue. I saw venue. this on there, so I started talking to the bartender. Found out a little bit more about it and said, mm-hmm. hey, you know, why don't we check this out? And uh, holy, holy openings and holy, uh, it wasn't what I expected. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it is kind of slashery. There's a guy killing people, but uh, it's not a traditional, like what you and I watch uh, usually. Yeah, that's traditional slasher. There was one component I wish we could have dove into the stepfather's backstory a little bit more. Sounding cinephile. No. Fuck off. I No, but that was, I guess, something that they cut. I was reading in the trivia. Yeah. like There were supposed to be like some flashbacks and stuff that sort of set up why he was why the way he was. Why would they take that out? I don't know. And, and one more thing, too, that I thought was uh, rather it, uh, kind of interesting. <laughs> if you were especially the stepdaughter found out this out, the screenwriter uh, got this idea because he was having problems with his own His own stepdaughter. Situation. His own yeah. stepdaughter. He didn't really get along with her very well. I wrote a movie about you. Oh, great. Can I read it? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Holy the movie, fuck. <laughs> the stepdad kills everyone. Uh, spoilers. So, but this stars Terry O'Quinn, who many people probably know from Lost. John Locke from Lost, among other things. The guy's been in a bunch of stuff over the years, but he, that's that's what I know him from. Yeah, most. I didn't watch Lost, but I did yeah. know that he was a big player in that. He yeah. absolutely owns this movie. Phenomenal job, and I'm I don't care if I sound cinephile. The dude brings it. The dude sold it. <laughs> he this, sold it well. This, this and I think if you're a slasher, a true slasher '80s fan, it's. It's not the gore. There's not many kills. There's not. I mean, there is some gore factors. Some some moments where you're like, "Holy fuck," that make you think it's a suspense. And mm-hmm. I like that. You know, sometimes yeah. it's nice to take away that you know the break because I think, in my opinion, from kind of research I did, the director didn't want to go slasher esque. He kind of wanted yeah. to make that more of kind of like a definitely kind of. suspenseful, and um, you just sort of get to see this dude like come undone, come unwound. You know, it's killer. He's, yeah, like, I don't know. Like he's got a screw loose for sure. And I just <laughs> loved watching that. <laughs> I did too. Like uh, it really, it wasn't, I thought there would have been more, mm-hmm. um, excuse me. I thought there would have been more gore. I thought there, but yeah. I don't mind that there wasn't. No, I don't need to shower in blood every week. Yeah. This movie is like if, if Home Alone were made in a parallel universe. Like, uh-huh. I don't know, Andy. I can't really nail one down on this one. I Oh, you didn't think of what this movie's like? No, I tried. Like, if Home Alone <laughs> was made, like, in a parallel universe. Home Alone. I don't know. It's it's interesting because it's like, again, Andy, it's like a slasher, but it's not. Yeah. Like, I, I, again, I wish we could have gone back in time to yeah. learn more about the stepfather. Yeah. Uh, just to become, um, why did he turn out to be the man who he is? I guess we'll have to, it's up to our imagination. Yeah, Maybe so. we'll find out. In Stepfather Part Two, Stepfather but anyway. Part Two, and now, 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 Mr. Damos, also known as Andy, to you, Professor Andy's Cliff Kill, no, whoa, 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 it's brought to you by Aftershave. If you want to put some freshing on after shave, or smell like a horny stepdad, wear Aftershave. <laughs> and now, Andy's Cliff Kill, no, whoa, 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 whoa. I love your. There, <laughs> pretty Thanks. good. Brought to you by Aftershave. 
<laughs> the Cliff Kill Notes says your way to come along with us. A brief summary of the movie. So you know what we're going to be talking about. Movies available on very many free platforms. So many, dude. We watch it on, I watch it on Tubi. I just rented it. Oh, yeah. It's on Freebie. You know, all it's, kinds of... You can find, you'll find, you find it. it. Don't even worry. The Stepfather. There is a 2009 version, which we might hit at some point. But this one's from 87. So, mild-mannered Jerry Blake is a family man. He's so invested in that perfect family life. A wife, kids, nice house, steady job. It's a shame his first family didn't meet Jerry's expectations and he had to kill them. <laughs> but it's all right now. Jerry's moved on. He's gotten remarried to Susan, and he's a loving stepfather to Stephanie. But when Stephanie doesn't exactly embrace Jerry's wholesome family vision, he suspects it's time to wipe the slate clean and start again. Oh. Yeah? You nice. like that? wipe the slate clean. I've been using, lately we've been using the phrase shake the etch-a-sketch. Yeah. But instead, I did wipe the slate clean. Like, particularly when our two dogs both shake off how dogs. Oh, yeah. I'm like, whoop, got to shake the extra sketch. Aww. So I almost put that in here, but instead I just wipe the slate clean. Yeah. Yeah. Or he has a new family plan. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Family plan. Family <laughs> planning. Yeah. yeah. Like like mobile. <laughs> All right. Become a part of Jerry's family, family plan. Family plan. Like Verizon. Verizon. Yes. Family plan. So um, there's a, there is no cold opening. We just no. get it. Get we get right to it. Get shoved into it. Yeah. Day, exterior, every <laughs> suburb, Andy, USA. Very much like Haddonfield. Oh, from Halloween. Yeah. I swear I even saw the bush that Michael Myers appears from, you know, when he's kind of freaking out the, the girls. You know what? That was in the trivia. The bush got cast in this movie. Yeah, was the it? director said, I want that bush. And the bush was like, well, it's going to be an extra 10K. And they, they paid it. So the bush is there. Is that? <laughs> Fake fact news. Oh, you got me. <laughs> I'm acting like the Bush is a person, man. <laughs> man, that sucks. <laughs> the director's like, I want that Bush. And the I'm Bush just... was like, talk to my agent, fucker. And I just, all of a sudden, I just got so tired. Mm. I feel it's because I'm a necrophiliac. I'm just nope. tired. Nope. So tired. Not necrophiliac. That was good, though, yeah. because I swear I was sitting there. I hit pause. Narcoleptic. I was like, Jody, I was like, look at this. Yeah. It looks just like the, the yep. same street American Beauties uh, was going on, too. So. Beautiful fall day. Beautiful fall leaves day. Leaves on the ground, and yeah. And just a quick transition from that, like, the camera kind of follows this beautiful every, you know, every suburb USA into a bathroom. Fucking this scene just gets me, and this is where we meet Jerry. Uh, yeah, Jerry steps up to the bathroom mirror. Covered in blood. Like, we obviously don't know his name's Jerry at this point. This is just a man covered in blood. He um, puts a suitcase down next to him on a, on a chair there in the bathroom and takes a new suit that's wrapped in plastic out of the suitcase and hangs it up. And he proceeds to shower. You see a little man butt? A little you man, do see a little man butt. And a little man penis. A little bit of wiener. A little wiener. You see Terry O'Quinn's wiener. Anyway, uh, he showers, and then he shaves his beard and gives himself, Nick, an amazing haircut. A self Self haircut, but and yeah, it looks really good too. It does. But if I could cut my own hair like that, why would I go to the barber? But I, I used to cut my own hair. Yeah, now you're bald. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't mean that as a slight. Just... No, but I mean that's not the reason why. Oh, genetics probably. Sure, but he does go from Walter White to almost clean crisp. Totally, he's got some bushy hair and a bushy beard. He gets rid of it and a nice lean, mean haircut. And contacts instead of glasses. Yeah, because if you remember when Walter White started kind of moving to Vermont towards the end, like he... Yeah. So this guy, he becomes clean cut. Yep. Ward Cleaver. What He looks like Will Forte. I think... A little bit. Yeah. Young Terry Quinn. Oh, Quinn, whatever. Oh, Quinn. Looks yeah. like a uh, young Will Forte. He so, puts the bloody clothes in the suitcase. 
gives himself a look in the mirror and smiles because yeah. he's all cleaned up and looking good. Up and he's taking, uh, it looks like he's uh, going to work or taken out of the house. We know he was covered in blood. He's picking <laughs> up toys as he uh, leaves, Andy. I thought that was very... Yeah, he even takes the time to put away some toys. I think toys. that's kind of going into his, uh, into his mindset. Mm. The mirror must be clean. Punish! You know, like if oh, you're not sure. clean, you know, like, hey, like he's still got that parental guidance or that parental... Know how in a mindset thing, yeah. yeah. Put it up so, um, very powerful scene here, Andy, as he leaves the house. Uh, we pan over the camera, pans over some family pictures on the wall, wife, children. Jerry makes his way through the home as he walks downstairs, though. I wrote, we are introduced to a grisly sight. Yeah, very powerful scene. Blood everywhere. There's a mm-hmm. bloody handprint on the wall and trails of blood going down the wall. It's like upstairs was clean and all the action happened down here. All the action. Pictures askew, furniture tossed aside. And there are four dead bodies on the floor, four, even the youngest child. Yeah, which is which is a as he closes the door, the camera pans. So obviously, a very young girl with her teddy bear. Yeah, she had to be what four or five. Yeah, I, I, my guess was like between <sighs> like five and eight. I mean, because she's laying on her stomach, covered in blood, and it's a very powerful scene. I mean, you're yeah. kind of like, holy shit! As the movie begins, as the movie begins, so that to me was just like I was. It hooks you quick. The suspense, or the the suspense fucking levels on this one kind of yeah k- kind of tear the red for me yeah very very much going turns on to 11 yes yeah, so. and he whistles camp town ladies as he strolls down the street yeah they wanted to do barbara yeah they wanted to do uh, barbara streisand's the way we were but yeah. even whistling it would have cost them too much money they couldn't get the rights just to whistle the song i know it's uh, streisand baby she <laughs> babs wields a lot of power i bet if they try to do margaritaville <laughs> by jimmy buffett it would have been more money <laughs> imagine him whistling Margaritaville. <laughs> but he just whistles Camptown Ladies. Yeah. I think that was a good choice. You know, it's a lighthearted song. Camptown Ladies he sing the song. As he strolls down the street. The man just murdered his entire family. But they show that he's very comfortable with murder. Totally fine with it. He does I mean, whistling is his thing. Yeah. Little you know, a little whistle and tickle. Whistle while you work. Little tickle pickle. One year later. A one oh, year. Yeah. No, well, no, this was before that. He's on a ferry later. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes. I'm he's on a like a boat, uh, a ferry going across the channel or whatever with uh, the suitcase. And he drops that, the suitcase full of bloody clothes in the water. And he has gotten away with it. Yes. Th- that and that's the last a great piece of evidence. That was a rest piece before we go. He does, after he murders his family. Like mm-hmm. uh, he's a, I just wanted to bring up he, while he hops on the ferry. Kind of gives us an idea of where they are. Kind of like geographically oh, sure. where they are. So you're thinking, oh, they're probably in the Seattle area. Yeah. Northwest where ferry travel is very prominent within that region. Right. From here to here. From here to there. The, like, yeah. yeah. So uh, great point, Andy. His suitcase is now uh, in the bottle of Puget Sound. Yeah. And uh, now we are one year later. We yeah. Meet, we meet a teenage daughter, 16-year-old Stephanie. Uh, she's riding home on her bike. Yeah, nice. And another nice white privileged neighborhood. Very I guess she just rolls up and goes around back, and her uh, she gets hit with a pile of uh, leaves. Uh-huh. As her mom Susan was raking leaves and starts a cute little leaf fight. That's what I wrote in the too. backyard. And then I wrote, "Aw, yeah." They just throw leaves at each other. And, oh, mom, oh, mom, you know. And and they take their shirts off. It gets really hot. Nope, that would be for the stepmother. Oh yeah. Wink, wink. Uh, just kidding. Party, party. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing, stepmother? <laughs> I'm stuck in these leaves. How many of those are we going to do? I just need to know. We're 18 minutes in. How many stepbrother, what are you doing jokes are we going to do right now? I just want to set the stage how for a super get, fan. Maybe you can count. How did you get stuck in a pile of how leaves? How did you get stuck in a pile? Mom? 
I don't know. My foot's like stuck on the ground or something. Well, I can't let, move. Let me, let me try oh, to get man. you out. Oh, man. Why are your pants coming off? Right. Okay, so, sorry. yeah, Stephanie and her mom, Susan, have a, a, a just a fight, a tussle with some leaves, and there's a horn honk out front. Jerry's home. Jerdog. It turns out he's married to Susan, and he's there. He's got a present for Stephanie. Yeah, but Andy, this is where I, I, I have to put uh, This loses me a little bit. Yeah, time out. Let's talk. A year. One year has gone One by. One year has gone by since the mass murderers in the small town where um, Jerry Jerry used to live. Mm-hmm. So in that time, um, Susan, his new wife, mm-hmm. with the daughter Stephanie, mm-hmm. has lost a husband. She lost her husband a year ago. Her we do re- learn that. Yeah. Stephanie's real father was lost a year a ago. A year ago. So what I'm thinking is, is when he moved over there, she was burying her husband. Maybe two months later, they meet. I it was awfully people... fast is what you're getting at. Yeah, I mean, you know, because obviously he's lived there for a while. And, you know, I would say maybe a month. So they could have dated two months, got married. And, yeah, I mean, right. I guess it makes sense. I... Well, Cheryl was watching this with me, and she immediately questioned the same thing. You know, the fact that it took him one year to find. I, I can buy that in one year he met a new woman and they got married. And and I can buy that she was a widow and, and fell in love when they got married. What I can't buy is that her husband only died a year ago, too. And, and, you know, at the same time that Jerry moved in, moved to that part of the state, her husband was freshly dead, and she fell in love and got married with him, you know, unless they just got married two weeks ago or something. You know what I mean? I mean, maybe. The mourning period between the time Susan lost her husband and married Jerry was not very long. And we were just like, what? So I kind of was thinking the same thing. Like, it would have been even better, like, if it would have been a flashback of, like, you know, like their marriage. Like, you kind of see them walking down the aisle. You see, like, Stephanie kind of, like, pissed off, like, as the maid of honor, the daughter. But Or four years later. (laughs) Instead, it's just one year later. Or if they would have written that, yeah, Susan and Stephanie lost the husband and father (laughs) ten years ago, you know, when Stephanie was six. I don't know. They don't. It's just... Yeah, my dad died a year ago, and my mom's already married to this new guy, Jerry. Jerry. Uh, Susan goes to greet uh, her new husband, Jerry, um, Mm -hmm. at the car as he pulls in the driveway, and, you know, they start making out, he's grabbing her tits. It's a really hot scene out in the uh, driveway. (laughs) And uh, as she's uh, licking his neck, he goes, hey, is Stephanie here? Licking his neck. And she's like... No, well, yeah, she's in the back. Just hold on. She unzips his pants. No. Okay, no, I'm just kidding. They're kissing. <laughs> they are he, obviously in love. Yeah, that much love, is yeah. true. The, and he's like, I got a, I got a surprise for us, as Andy right. said earlier before we went off on a tangent. And he surprises her <laughs> with a poopy. A puppy. It's a, a little, poopy. looks like a little terrier type yeah. of dog. He's try, trying to get, is he trying to get on Steph's good side? I mean, obviously, yeah. he's, he's, I'm not trying to buy her love. He's concerned that he's trying to buy mm. Stephanie's love. Yeah, and, and you know, I'm your new daddy. Right, but Stephanie or Susan says, "Don't worry about it. We'll get there." You know, um, Nick, were you worried that this dog was going to die? Fuck yes! I was, yeah. I was just about to say. I immediately said to Cheryl, "Like, boy, I hope this dog doesn't die in this movie." Because <laughs> that is a cute fucking dog. <laughs> like, Not to say that uncute dogs yeah, yeah, also yeah. shouldn't die, but it's just this dog's animal. adorable. Like, I don't care. Like, yeah. kill kill all the kids, kill all the people you want, but yeah. there's no reason. There's absolutely. I mean, I, it doesn't serve a purpose well, some unless you're. Michael Myers trying to eat. Yeah, and some cinephiles be like, well, that's what they have to do because they have no... I'm like, listen, in my world of slasher environments, (laughs) animals don't exist. So So. Stephanie, I guess, has been going through a lot since her father's died because uh, she's seeing a a therapist who we get to know as Dr. Bondurant. 
Right. This is later. She's in a therapy session. Yeah. And um, she hasn't, I guess, Andy, she hasn't been well since her dad died because she seems to bring uh, him up a lot. But she's also, Andy, um, as some of uh, some others might call you, uh, Mr. Deimos, mm-hmm. she doesn't really like Jerry. She thinks like ever since he's been around, things have been going down th- downhill for her and her mom. No, not a fan of Jerry. She hates him. Yeah, she blames Jerry for pretty much everything. If Jerry wasn't here, my mom and I would be fine. Uh, is kind of what she's telling her therapist. You know, uh, she's sad that her dad died, but she kind of thinks her mom didn't need to get remarried. Yeah. We would have been fine. We don't need Jerry. Maybe thought it was too quick. Yeah, just like us. Yeah. We, we thought it was too quick. It's been a fucking year. Uh, she's a teenage daughter, but you got to think yep. about your daughter before you think about yourself. I mean, I'm sure Susan wanted some love and some knack-knack, but, I mean, you have to, you know. Yeah, what's right for what's my, my daughter yes. in her formative years here, age 16. Because um, she's getting in trouble a lot. She is. She's having, she's having problems in school. Do you ever watch Rick and Morty? Are you aware no, of Rick God. and Morty? Oh, of course. Well, the, the dad in that show, voiced by Chris Parnell. Oh, yeah. Also named Jerry. So throughout this whole fucking movie, whenever they would say Jerry, it made me, all I could hear is Rick Sanchez from Rick and Morty just condescendingly going, Jerry, that's right, Jerry. Chris Parnell is awesome. He, he's a good Jerry in, in Rick and Morty. And uh, for those of you who also watch Rick and Morty, you, you'll know what I mean. But I was just like, that's all I heard when, whenever they said Jerry in this movie. I could just hear Rick. I'm Fuck a- you, Jerry. <laughs> So, anyway, moving yeah, on. So, but yeah. I do, but speaking of Chris Parnell, love him. <laughs> trouble in school. Yeah, trouble in school. She's been suspended quite a bit. Uh, yeah. And, you know, she's blaming all her troubles on Jerry, not the fact that her death died. Right. Her her real dad died. So, yeah. After the session, um, Jerry and Stephanie, stepdaughter and stepfather, are sitting in the car together. Try, Jerry tries to make peace with her. I think we should uh, try to get along better. And your mom and I think you should try to do better in school. And she's like, yeah, whatevs. Don't stay out of trouble. And she, well, she kind of says like, okay, I'll try. And we smash cut to Stephanie in a fight yeah, <laughs> in day. art class. Smash cut, exactly. <laughs> fight! Yeah, they're fighting. It looks like art class. There's paint and pictures There's, everywhere. It's definitely an art class. Yeah, and they're, and she's beating up on some other girl. And she gets kicked out. And that's when, we're going to get to know later, uh, Paul... It's like, yo, Mr. Art Teacher, fucking it wasn't Stephanie's fault. Oh, yeah. Because nothing student. happened to the other girl. No. But uh, Stephanie is sent to probably the principal's office. He takes her, the teacher takes her out and says, like, there's nothing you can do to make this worse. And she promptly puts a handful of paint on the yeah. teacher's shirt. That's so, kind of rebellious. I kind of like that. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. So as, as Stephanie is getting dragged to the principal's office, uh, Jerry is working. And we find out for work, Andy. Yeah. He has an OnlyFans. <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. He's got his feet out and yeah. the camera. He's pouring fudge <laughs> on his feet and... That's what he does. He sells photos and videos of his feet with fudge and food on them. Yep. No, he's, hey, Nick, uh, people probably dude, look at that already, shit. We, and yeah, we've already talked about farts in a jar. Yep. I don't even talk about it. Yeah, the, I know we've brought up before, but do you think people would buy <laughs> Professor Nick and Andy's fart in a jar? Maybe. Slash you's fart in a jar. The problem is, it's got to be female or, or no? It's be someone identified. If as somebody him? bought one of my farts in a jar, they would die. <laughs> they would kill them. One of my farts just sitting and fermenting in a jar for two or three days as it ships to this person's house, and they open it and smell it. It, it would they would die, and I would probably be involved in a class action lawsuit what for killing put, hundreds of people. A, okay, warning label. Maybe chances are you might die if you smell. Uh, I suppose Professor I mean, Nick and Andy. It works on packs of cigarettes, right? Yes. Yes! <laughs> I am not big tobacco. Yes. I can't afford a lobby for <laughs> Could you have lobbyists? The safety of my fart. P 
people are assuming a certain amount of risk when they buy one of my farts. <laughs> all right. Especially after Taco Bell. I still can't believe that people buy that shit. I mean, I can. I, I 100% believe I'm it. I'm going to fart in a jar and see if, how long it lasts. Okay. All right, but um, Jerry doesn't have an OnlyFans. Yeah, yeah, he's a he realtor. He sells houses. Yeah, he sells houses. <laughs> Same thing, kind of. A little bit, uh, um, yeah. Very show- similar. <laughs> he's showing a house to a young couple that have a child. This was a weird part. Yeah, and as because it's rad. I, there were I so liked many it, great yes. scenes. So, as the uh, young couple uh, looks at the house, Jerry surprises the little girl. And says, "Hey, guess what? This house comes with a swing set." Yeah. So he's so as the couple looks around, he's pushing their daughter on the swing set. Right, and he's reminiscing. This little girl, um, I forgot her name, Cindy. Hey, Cindy. So he's pushing little Cindy on the swing set, and he talks about his daughter, Stephanie. Uh, talks about how she is is um, in high school. She goes to whatever, whatever high. She's an honor student. Blah Straight blah A's. blah. And um, how did it get off track? She says like, well, little Cindy says something like. Oh, because he says, how old are you? Or what grade are you in? And little Cindy says, I'm in third grade. And he's like, oh, yeah, my daughter Jill was in third grade. He's getting his stories mixed up. Yeah, because, I mean, even the tagline is, who am I here? Yeah, he, he forgets. He his, forgets who he is. The daughter he killed, one of the daughters he killed was in third grade. I'm assuming that's the one we saw laying dead with, with the teddy the bear. Teddy bear. Yeah. So probably not six, a little older, I guess. <laughs> You're right. But, um, And then, yeah, the little Cindy says, like, you just said... You just said your daughter was in high school. Yeah, Stephanie you know, Who's here. Jill? And um, which was, I guess, a nod to the actress who plays Stephanie. Her name's Jill. But, but yeah, he gets his stories mixed up talking about. Oh yeah, that's right. My my daughter is Stephanie. So she. But again, he's like straight. A, Jerry trying to keep it straight in his head. Honor student, student council, straight A's, and then um, yeah, I guess he's trying to build up the family that he wants because there's another sm- after he says that to little Cindy, smash mm. cut. Stephanie's leaving the high school, going. I got expelled. Talking to her friend Karen. Yep, I'm expelled. She got expelled. And, uh, and want want. Oh, she <laughs> Karen's like, what's your stepdad gonna say? And Stephanie says <laughs> she's gonna kill me. And I just laughed. This is and so they're sitting at the dinner table, and uh, Stephanie's telling her stepfather and real mother, "Yo, homies, I got expelled. This isn't cool." It's exactly what she says. And and fucking her dad, stepdad Jerry goes, "What's that, shorty? Expelled? Girls don't get expelled." Yeah, I love that line. Was weird. The girls don't get expelled. I. I don't understand. And his, but no, in his timeline, in his Ward Cleaver leaving yeah. a fucking beaver. He's stuck no. in the 50s. Yeah, this yeah. girls don't get expelled. So Steph kind of turns her attention away from Jerry and focuses on her mom and tells her, yo, mom, I'd really love to go to boarding school. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jerry is not having it. Nope. Uh, this boarding school talk, uh, it's not a family without children. Yeah. He says. <laughs> You've been, yeah. Your dad for a year, and he's already call, he's already calling himself father. Yeah. Like, he's already, yeah. I mean, that's just weird to me. Like, even in the 80s, it's You like, don't want to break up the family, do you? Yeah, dad knows best. He, he does say that. He takes a bite of food and says, fathers know, father knows best. Fathers know best. Like, yo, homie, you're Which not a father. Which is a TV show from yeah. back in the day. Yes. Father knows best. So, but you're right. It is a stereotype. <laughs> like, that. I'm the dad. I call the shots. Mom is your mom. She cooks and cleans. You're the kid. You listen to whatever I say. Totally. And, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with parents wanting their kids to listen to them, but this is a little too far, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, it is because it's, you know, you're coming in to the life of Susan and Stephanie. She's a teenager. I can understand if you've been around since she was two. One. Yeah. There's many men out there. He's that been there the a fun. year. Yeah. He's an outsider. She was 15. She's her formidable years, of course, are, but she's already transitioned into the woman that she's going to be. 
for sure. I mean, I, I, I he's yeah. close anyway. Yeah. I mean, but it's just he wants to become the father. He's going too fast. Yes. You know, I've never there been a stepdad. I don't yep. plan on being a stepdad. But like, if if it were me, you haven't earned the right to call that kind of shot at this point. No. It's really up to Susan as her mom <laughs> to say like, yeah, I think she should go to boarding school or not. He's he's stepdad. He he's should be just, more of a friend. Uh, yeah, you want my advice? Yeah. I'll give you my advice. You want my opinion? I'll give you my opinion. I'm but here for you because I love say, your mother. I yeah, want to be your friend. Exactly. To say, like, we're doing what I say because yeah. I'm the man of this house now. Because father knows best. Father knows best. That's overstepping. Yeah, so I guess it's later that night and Karen is, uh, um, Stephanie's on the phone with her friend Karen and, you know, right. and you know she's playing with the puppy, talking to Karen, and she's like, Karen, I know you don't want to hear me but this dude who wants to call himself step daddy wants to kill me <laughs> he's like he's all leave it to beaver he's fucking crazy and so this is when her mom steps in and kind of interrupts you know she's like yo yeah. hang up the phone i want to have some daughter daughter mom time with you right meanwhile uh, jerry's in the basement workshop building a birdhouse i thought the table saw was gonna be a foreshadow moment yeah they right. showed that table saw quite a bit, and so my first watch, I was like, rad, because I thought that it was going to be... Something cool you know, would happen? Yeah. We've seen some great kills with table saws. Chekhov's gun, man. Ever What's heard it? that expression? Oh. Chekhov's gun? Uh-oh. I think it dates back to like a Star Trek episode where Chekhov, one of the lieutenants or, or you know, deck uh, guys on the show, had a gun, and nothing ever came of it. He just had a gun, and it... Like, there was no payoff. Oh, And yeah. so, like, that's a concept now in movies. It's Chekhov's gun. Like That's what this was then. Yeah. You see this thing, and you're like, something's going to happen, and nothing ever happens. Because they show it quite a bit. I mean, there's... I might be wrong about that. Go ahead and email us. Maybe we'll get some interaction. Yeah, and if you're right and we're wrong, we'll send you a free sticker. Yeah. Um, I, I did, because, again, you know, I thought there was going to be more gore in this for some reason mm -hmm. still. Very happy with the movie. But, uh, yeah, while they are talking, to Andy's point, um, Jerry is downstairs working in the basement. Um, what I think you could t tell already, he's building a birdhouse. Yeah, and he's kind of mumbling to himself. I didn't catch what he said. Did uh, you? I want to touch Stephanie's boobs. So Is that what he right. said? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Mumbling oh, yeah. so hard right now. I want to smell. Hope it. I don't hit it with this table saw. What do a panties smell like when they're used? What does a boob feel like? Bag of sand. I just watched that movie. Forty-year-old virgin. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, they're intercut with Susan talking to Stephanie about Jerry. Susan talking about. Susan says, like, give him a chance. He's a wonderful man. We have a second chance with Jerry. He's a great guy. Steph's like, there's something about him. I just, I don't like him. There's something about him. And he overhears some of it outside the bedroom. But then pushes open the door as if he's just walking up. And he's hey! just like, hey, we still having problems about the school? You know what? Everything will be better in the morning. We'll work it out. Exactly. That's what I, he, uh, we'll work it out as a family. Mm -hmm. We'll take care of it. So we'll be fine. Now, uh, mom and what seems like lifeless Jerry get <laughs> busy. Penis, <laughs> vagina. Yeah, they go to bed. They go to bed and a penis enters the vagina. She's obviously having a good time. Yeah. But he just kind of stares off in the distance as she straddles him. And, um, as this is happening, the daughter is listening and, and rubbing one out herself. Nope. So it's very... No. Why? Gross. How's that gross? She's 16. It's her stepfather. He, mm. She puts in a cassette tape and listens to No, she's headphones. polishing. Did you think... What did you think you I said meant? said rubbing one out. Yeah, she's r rubbing, polishing a fucking... Her, she's cleaning up her house. Oh, oh, okay. Sorry. I guess I'm think? the perverted one now. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry, Nick. Wow. <laughs> Shit. Been, I give up. You can do the podcast by yourself. <laughs> no, nope. I'm walking away. 
All right. Back to slash me. Um, <laughs> your host, Nick. No, but uh, she, but she, obviously, she's disturbed by this sound. She can't. Who wouldn't her, be her side job of uh, polishing, uh, right? Lamps and vases and stuff, right? So she puts on some headphones, yeah, and to to to, to, to drown, drown out, out the sound, the sounds of her mom having sex with Jerry, <laughs> Jerry. Uh, um, yeah, I think any kid would do that. I mean. Even if it wasn't a stepdad, it was just no, regular I mean, biological dude. parents. I'd be like, I don't want to hear this. And I'd put on running up the hill <laughs> and something about God. I'd put that in my ears, just like Stranger Things. I'd listen to Four Non Blondes. And I wake in the morning and I step outside. God, yeah. when that song came out, I was—I know she's a very talented writer, and, but I was just like, Bleh. like, the song bothered me a lot. I don't know why. Oh, okay. But next day, at another part of Washington State, um, where Jerry used to live, Mm. The same house where that family was murdered, mm-hmm. we meet Jim Ogilvy. Yeah. Jim Ogilvy is the brother of the his his sister was killed. Yeah. His sister was married to Terry's old persona. Or no, was married to Jerry's, Jerry's old, old persona. persona. Thank you. Martin. You said Terry, that's the actor. It makes sense. Yeah, but he but he his name was Martin. His name what? was Henry Morrison. Henry Morrison, thank you. Yeah, I got it. Thank you. The two men is, like you said, Jim Ogilvy, and the other one's just a reporter. Alf. For a local paper. A Seattle Examiner. Right. There is a cool one-off line that helped me get some backstory here. Um, J- uh, Jim Ogilvy says he was bumming around Europe when all of it happened, and it yeah. took him nine months to get the news that his sister had been killed. I, saw, I heard that, yeah. So for him, he's only been back for about... Probably three, four months. Three months, yeah. Um, it's still pretty fresh, and this house now is his. Yes, because of the, you know, the will or whatever. Whatever, yeah. Uh, inherited this house. It's all it, boarded up, and not given to Henry's. Uh, right, Henry right. So Jim Ogilvy's talking to this reporter, saying like, "Yeah, this is where Henry Morrison murdered the family." The reporter, of course, is like, "Yeah, fuck, I remember it. It was the most grisly sight." Blah blah blah. Um, we learned that uh, yeah, yeah, it was his sister. Jim has a theory that the murderer. Yes. was within a certain radius of this town, of this house, setting up a new life before he killed the family because he quit his job three weeks before the murders, which is a very important piece of information. Very important piece. Quit his job for three for three weeks, but still would leave every day. Every day, as if come, he was going. And come back at the same time. Yeah. So, so Jim's theory is, like, how far could he get? He has a map, and he says, here's where we're at, and, it, you know, here's a circle around how far you could get within that day. And still get back in time. So he must be somewhere within this radius. Yeah. And if you would have, your paper circulates in this area, why don't you run a story, an update on the murders? It's been a year, blah, 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 and put his picture in there. Maybe somebody will recognize him. Way pre-internet. Way yeah. pre-really, like, I mean, I'm sure DNA was around, but, I mean, they obviously know who killed them. Basically, remind me to talk about that later, uh, what the story was based on. But it really brought up the the idea that, that Jim, the, the brother... Ogilvy, mm-hmm. kind of a smart guy. Uh, hey, fucking smarter be, than the police, Nick. Yeah, he's gotta, he, <laughs> so my sister needs justice. We need right. to keep the story alive. So you know, I guess he considers. You know, uh, makes Al consider this the yeah. reporter. And, okay, well, yeah. let me see what. Let me talk to my boss. I'll editor. do what I can. Yeah, there you go. I'll do what. How I can. come the cops didn't think of something like that? I, I, I don't know. I, it bothers me in the sense that how does he know he's making a new life? He could have just been. Yeah, but the cops would have known, or they should have found out in their investigation, that he quit his job at this date, but yet 
the murders took place on this date. So what was he doing during that? He could have been going to a bar. Weeks. He could have been going to a strip club. He could have been going sure. to gamble. I mean, but Jim's got this theory that he was going somewhere, maybe to set up a new life where he's gonna go after the murder. Exactly, because when he meets the detective who did the case, you know, yeah. who was we'll talk. We'll get to that. So, but uh, we get back to my Jer- point is Jim's way better than the cops. Oh, That's yeah. all I was trying to say. He also was an actor. If you ever saw the movie Brad Pitt movie, A River Runs Through It, directed by I have. Uh, um, Robert Redford. Mm-hmm. Um, he started the movie. Uh, Brad Pitt had a brother in the movie. I forget his name, but he was an older brother, and he started dating a girl who had a brother that went to Yale, and so he took the train back to Montana. And everyone thought he was the greatest guy on earth, but he was really just a drunk that liked to sleep with the, the, the you know, just get drunk at a bar. This was the same actor who played that that drunken brother that came back. Okay. I know it sounds weird. I'm a big fan of... Uh, River Runs Through It? Yeah, anything yeah. with Brad Pitt in it, because he's super dreamy. So He's a dreamy man. Um, so, <laughs> But it's just kind of interesting, because right when I saw Jim Ogilvy, I realized who he was. So yeah. uh, back at Jerry and Susan's home, a barbecue is happening. Yay! Yay! Jerry's having his friends over, uh, friends that I guess Andy, he sold homes to. The first five families he ever sold houses to. He's just happy to be with them all, and uh, yeah. it's just a great, great fucking you know sell you know neighborhood barbecue exactly jerry's living the the he believes he sells the american dream he calls together his family for a picture stephanie's kind of reluctant to be standing there but he just gives a toast to everybody and he kind of tears up you know a little fake tears probably because the guy's a psychopath but (laughs) he uh you know he, he just I'm well, so happy should, to be here. Maybe he, but maybe he really is happy because nothing's really bad happening now. I mean, he thinks he's his past is the past, and yeah, that's true. And he's got a family, beautiful family, wife, friends, family, daughter. Yeah. It's everything I could dream of. Yeah, like he's really, thank you. Yeah, he's really got my I just love you all so much. I he's going for that American dream, obviously. Mm-hmm. So um, later, uh, Jerry and some of the uh, other neighborhood dads, you know, yeah. their New Balances, cargo shorts, they're all uh, <laughs> they're all sitting around the table with you know cans of beer. And I guess one of them picks up the paper, the Seattle Examiner, and goes, "Yo, here's a story on um, was yeah. it Henry Morrison? Henry Morrison and those murders in Bellevue. Yep, Bellevue, Washington. Yeah, yeah go, guy fucking you. killed his family and uh, took off." And uh, Jerry's like, what's that? And the guy said, yeah, it's been a year. Why do they print this after a year? Why are they dragging this up now? Is what they're all saying. Like, why yeah. are they putting this in the page? It happened a year ago. Jerry reads it, says it's terrible. He gets really disturbed by it. Like, this kind of thing really bothers me. And and the um, the other dads and her husbands are just kind of like, what uh, what what drives a guy to do something like that? And Jerry says, um, maybe they disappointed him. Yeah. And Stephanie overhears this, her, her stepdad saying, Maybe they disappointed him. <laughs> She's like, oop. Which, by the way, would be totally something that my dad would say. <laughs> yeah. no, I mean, that's right when he said that. Even, yeah. like, second watch, I was like, man, that's a creepy thing to say. It is. Yo. My dad would be joking, though. My dad had no intention of killing his family. But <laughs> if somebody <laughs> did kill their family and my dad heard, like, and like, why'd they do that? My dad would be like, maybe they disappointed him. Hmm. Yeah. But he would be joking. Uh, but did you notice there, there was no picture and the newspaper There article. was no photo. I and even called it out then even the first watch. I'm while, like, fuck. While Jerry's reading about it and talking to the other men, he's folding it up, and he actually makes it into a pirate hat. Yeah, it lets one of the kids wear it. You know, yeah, it's kind of like, calls hey, one of the kids over. This is a party. Here you go, you little buckeye. Go, go. Yeah. So the, You're uh, Blackbeard the pirate now. Yeah, yeah, get on. Let me see your underwear. Um, He's, like, wearing... So the, the, 
kind of like a foreshadow. The hat is made of the newspaper article. Yeah. And so um, this is, I guess Jerry needs to kind of deal with it. And this is where I have a question for you, Andy. Yeah. He runs to the basement to talk to his voices. I mean, he's talking to himself. I, I, he's He has to. Oh, sure. I, I don't know. Is he, is he, is it good versus evil, Jerry? Is it? Yeah. I was at first watch also confused. I have no idea. I'd watch it second well, time. I don't know who he's talking to. When he gave the, the folded up pirate hat to the little kid you hear stephanie's mom yell like stephanie go get the ice cream so stephanie's downstairs yeah, Stephanie, well, yeah stephanie is witnessing all this getting the ice cream and she witnesses jerry come storming down has a mini freak out says stuff stuff like oh he needs a little order around here and he points to nobody and yeah says, we're gonna keep this family together and he says something like your daddy's sweet little angel he's just you're right i thought maybe he's like a split personality at first there you like go there's the, that, that makes sense the normal family man jerry and then there's the fucking insane psycho killer and he's fighting with himself i thought maybe it would have been like you know angel jerry and devil jerry and they're Could like be. you know eat the cookies don't eat the cookies you know, you know what might have helped some flashbacks as to why Jerry is yeah. a killer, <laughs> but they didn't have him. So I know, like, and I know that it's even funny when the research and the some of the stuff you could find online about this movie. I don't know why it was taken out. I think that some of what he's saying was from his own childhood. We need a little order around here because yeah. he says it a few times. I think Jerry was an abused kid. Yeah, I can dig that. And I mean, because we'll get to more of that a little later too, but. But Stephanie is witnessing this. Yep. Uh, Jerry looks over and sees her and says, hey, so he has to get rid of that, that anger and that stress and that anxiety quickly. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, Stephanie, sometimes when you were in sales or when you do something, you just have to kind of let it out and get it out. You got to get wanna, away. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, I didn't want to make a big scene out in front of that. You got to blow off some steam. Yeah, no, no, I mean, I get it because I work in marketing and sales. You do. There are times where you have to just be on. All the time, you always got to be smiling, you got to oh, be yeah. schmoozing, and yada, yada. But I don't go to the basement and start screaming at nothing, you know. <laughs> I don't do that. I um, I punch pillows. No, just kidding. I don't yeah, do that. Do a podcast where you just yell at me all the time. I actually play a lot of Xbox. I play a lot of Farm Simulator on my Xbox. It really, really mellows me out, eases the tension. I don't know what I do. It's a good way to unwind, so... I take pictures of my feet as I pour hot fudge on them. There you go, <laughs> and you sell them online for $60 a pop. If anybody's interested in pictures of my feet with salsa or hot fudge on them, please let me know. Um, I will use you as a guinea pig, and yeah. tell me if you think they're worth anything. We might have send, one person. Send you, a, send you a free fart in a jar while we're at it. So. Well, it was really <laughs> a free fart in a jar. It was really an intense moment because Jerry, Jerry was caught. And, and Stephanie's just like, well, I got to get back upstairs. Mom's going to wonder where I'm at. And he's just like, yeah, okay. And looks off into the distance like, I got to do something it's about setting this. setting the story up, yeah. Yeah. Because even later that evening as the party has dispersed, uh, Stephanie's kind of walking around. There's still like cake stuff. and empty plates, stuff, yeah. beer cans, whatnot. She is walking around the now empty backyard. She discovers that little pirate's hat that uh, her stepdad made. Mm -hmm. um, and that's where she discovers the article in it. And reads it. Yeah, she's like, dude, she says to herself, dude, that's Jerdog, my stepdad. Totally was him. And later she's showing it to her friend Karen. Yep. And I like Karen. Karen, the voice of reason. Yeah. As most Karens are. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well played. Yeah, she wanted to speak to the manager. No, yeah. um, She just says, like, so there's a family over here that was killed by somebody, and the guy got away, and because you don't like your stepfather, it means it's him. Yeah. Like, Karen's like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, what way to go. You know? But it is. <laughs> but, you know, right. Stephanie's completely right. She's accurate. But, Karen, it makes sense to, to the layman. It does make sense. It's like, yeah. hey, come on now. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't assume it's this guy. 
So what? Are, so Karen's like, so what are you? What are you gonna do about it? She's like, I'm writing the Seattle Examiner. Mm-hmm. I'm writing the editor and saying, listen, I need a photo of this Morrison guy because I'm doing a social studies report on mass murderers. Pretty smart. Smart. So and she's just again, requesting emails, a photo. Before yeah. emails and shit, you had to yeah. actually write letters and get a stamp. It's It'd be a shame, or I mean, it, it is a shame that the newspaper just didn't print his picture as part of the story. <laughs> but you know, Well, that, just, that's what happens because the next yeah. scene. The news reporter's the walking reporter around. The reporter Al is walking yeah. out, of the, out of, I guess, the, the, his the office, the or, office yeah. or something. And Ogilvy, Jim Ogilvy. Grabs him. The, yeah, bum rushes him. You Why didn't print the picture. picture? Ah! <laughs> and poor Al's just like, what the hell? I'm sorry. You know, I don't call the shots. It was my editor. He didn't want to do it. I, you, I barely got the article in, you know. But it doesn't make sense. I mean, you always want to put a picture in. Like, even if it's a year later. Well, especially that, in an unsolved crime. Exactly. Like, like I don't, you know. People are like, oh, uh, why do you bring this up? Why do you... Why bring up this? Because this the person who did it was never found. Yeah, there's a <laughs> and family. It's been a year. There's a dead family out there that's not received justice, <laughs> including a little third grader. I know. And uh, they didn't print the picture, so we have shitty police work and shitty newspaper media work. And, Shocking. And a big city like Seattle, which it was still in 1987, mm-hmm. was like, uh, I don't want to bring up any bad news. Right. Only good news. Yeah. Can you imagine if all we saw was only good news on TV, radio, newspapers? God, it'd be so, I think I'd be happier. They should try it for a few days. Just only print good news. The newspaper would be like three pages long. <laughs> I think though. I think it's clickbait though. I think we're 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 are we're in tune to mm-hmm. heartburn. I'm sorry. We're in tune to looking at negative stuff. Like mm-hmm. if it says eight people die on an Amtrak train or cute puppy rescue. Well, I'd probably hit the cute puppy rescued. Yeah, but I'd like to read that. <laughs> Dog, it's all re- this content. dog reunited with veteran owner back from back from service. <laughs> yeah. I love that shit. And the dog like at first doesn't recognize him and is like, wait, no, I know you. Yeah. Oh my god. I love that stuff. So do I. I love that too. But um after anyway, yeah. after Al and Jim have their little uh dispute over the picture, we're back with Stephanie and Dr. Bondurant in his office. Right. They have a nice relationship. He definitely has her back. And she kind of tells him, like, yo, Doc, I'd love to go to boarding school. And I know you think it's running away. He's like, no, running away isn't bad. He's like, Sometimes it's a good idea. Sometimes it's a good idea to give yeah. people a break. Yeah. And he's like, I'll tell you what. Let me talk to your dad. Well, will you have my back? And he's like, well, fuck, yeah, I'll get your back, girl. Yeah. So he's definitely, like, on her side and willing to help her out and speak to her stepfather. Right. Um, we're back at the house. Yep, back Jerry, at Steph's house. Jerry gets the mail. He sees that there's a big yellow envelope addressed to Stephanie from the Seattle, the Examiner. Seattle Examiner. He opens it up, and it's an amazing-looking headshot from Glamour Shots of him, right? It's a black-and-white headshot of him. Because he was never caught, so I'm not thinking of a mugshot. I know. I was thinking maybe driver's license. Yeah, or just a family picture <laughs> with just him, but it's like it's a posed a, headshot. It's a headshot. Yeah, they went to the mall and got <laughs> Glamour Shots. Of him back when he had his beard and his his little longer hair, yeah. uh, so of course Jerry's like, "Holy shit!" She's you know, in, yeah, she's, she's getting this from the Seattle Examiner. Oh no, she's gonna put two and two together. And oh, even oh, more, oh no, Andy, here she comes. She's here she up comes. Her yeah, bike. here she is on her bike, asking if there's any mail from her. And Jerry Oof. puts on that psychopath smile. And just says, like, well, there is some mail for you, but I'm really not sure it's appropriate. I was like, where's this going? I don't know that you should be receiving stuff like this. And it's a Cosmo issue of Cosmopolitan. 
with a ad on the back for a cigarettes, vantage cigarettes, and it says performance matters or something, and mm-hmm. it's like a gymnastic, but like. How you could sit, sell like in the eighties? I keep forgetting that. That's you know you could sell like sports with mm-hmm. cigarettes, like for sure. Shows people after a jog. <sighs> Smoking was good for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the T zone. Now today, I actually just saw a commercial today from Michelob Ultra, where they're all running and they were running. Yeah, the girl's like just finishing a jog. She comes running up to the house and she's out of breath, hands on her knees, you know, yeah. bent over, and her friends there with yeah. a Michelob Ultra, and I'm like, yeah, that's what I want after a long run is a beer. <laughs> Granted, Michelob's mostly water. Yeah, it but is, dude. Still, Ultra's water. Yeah, just drink water. Yeah, I mean, are you really that <laughs> desperate for a beer? It's I like, know that's what they're trying to sell it as: beer for people who work out. Yeah, here. That's what the Have cigarettes beer. are doing. Yeah, I'm gonna go deadlift 400 pounds and drink a Michelob Ultra. That's when they legalize all drugs here. But crack. That's, yeah, that's well, crack. Yeah, <laughs> I can run a marathon. Yeah. Shit, let's do it. But yeah, the uh, cigarettes healthy. Back then, <laughs> but she gets her. Yeah, she gets good. her Cosmo. Sorry. Um. So obviously she gets her Cosmo. Papa Jerry. Papa Jerry. Not happy. Not happy. Realizes Andy that he has to do something with the photo. Right. And uh, but before he does something with the photo, he has to go downstairs and freak out for a bit. He like loses his shit downstairs because he realizes a photo of his old personality, the old mm-hmm. man, the old murderer that he was. <laughs> Has made it to his house addressed to his stepdaughter. To his stepdaughter. So he is struggling with um, got to keep everything together. I mean, Jerry, to me, seems like a guy who needs control and oh, order. Yeah. He needs order. I mean, he says it a few times in the movie. We got to get a little order in here. Punish. So things are starting to fall apart because obviously his stepdaughter's suspicious. She's, she's somehow receiving a picture of his old self in the mail from the newspaper. So he's got to deal with that. Uh, while maintaining his happy personality and the marriage and the family and these trash and shelves and looking at a picture of him, Susan, and Stephanie going like, she's my good girl, my sweetie girl. I love you. Throwing the picture in anger, intercut with Stephanie upstairs playing with the dog and Susan making a cake. Okay, yeah, like going, the perfect family, like a daughter. Jerry, dinner's with- ready in 15 minutes, and he's down there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, so. Quit acting out your murderous rampage. Time for <laughs> pot roast. Right. <laughs> So, but the then, pork chops are done. <laughs> there's right. a phone call, yeah, on a landline, and uh, it's Stephanie's doctor, Doctor Bondurant, and he's like, "Yo, I want to talk to Jerry." Jerry's like, "Fuck him! I'm not Jerry. talking to him." <laughs> tell him I'm not here. Yeah. If he calls again, tell him I'm still not here. Very firm about that. I do not want to talk. He's down there staining the uh, birdhouse that there he's building go. in a nice unventilated basement. Just breathing those fumes. Yeah, it wants staining. to get a little high. Yeah. So there's the backstory. That's why he's a murderer. <laughs> Brain's being eaten away by stained paint fumes. <laughs> Ever since he was a young man, Boy Scout. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's just sniffing glue. He's obviously really good at making birdhouses. He you is. See, did you see the birdhouse he made? It was a stellar birdhouse. Um, so we can't doubt Jerry's carpentry skills. <laughs> but he doesn't want to talk to Dr. Bondurant His at previous all. name was Jesus. Yeah. Um, next, do you think it's a good spot to ask the family he killed in the beginning of the movie? Do you think that was the first, or you think he'd done it prior done to that? It before he'd done it before? I wonder how many he did. I don't know, but again, yeah. backstories, prequels yeah. would be fucking rad. We'll I know talk he, about yeah. it. Yeah. The next day, Jerry is leaving a photo shop, not, not like a photo shop, but like a photo F- store, photography, a store. photography store, yeah. and you know we know why. Oh, yeah, he has to fix this photo that came in the mail. And that's the same day, that same day in another part of Washington in Bellevue, Ogilvy, the brother, Jim Ogilvy, meets Detective Wall. 
Right. This is where we get more backstory. Why they can't catch him. He's untraceable. It's what he does. He meets a family, and if they don't live up to that 1950s, July 4th, fucking make America great again fucks, they are dead. <laughs> and so... What's I, the, the Rockwell paintings? Yeah, that, I mean... Yeah. It, it, he, it's not like that. They die. But he's kind of saying, like, the, 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 the detective's like, we don't know where he goes and how he does it. He He's a... We can't even find out who he is originally. Yep. We don't he's, know if Henry Morrison was his real name. Yeah, he's done this before. Mm. So that's kind of like, that's his modus operandi. Yeah. So, so that's our one-off line. The family we saw dead at the beginning of the movie was not his first. I don't think it was. But it might have been his second. Could have been his third. I mean, he's what? I mean, Do you think he, maybe he, it was even his even fourth? He's 30, no, I would say, because I would say in the movie, they they would make him 35, 36. So, so it's maybe his fourth. Maybe his fourth. Maybe his fifth? Maybe he's on his fourth family. I'm doing Dwight and, the, uh, Dwight and Jim. Oh, no. It's first? Oh, first? You think maybe it's his third? I didn't catch it. I maybe love the office, fourth? <laughs> but what? Because what I'm... It, it is a quick scene with the detective hall, with detective yeah. hall, because it really comes down to when Jim asks the detective, well, what would you do if you were in my shoes, detective? He's like, I'll tell you what I'd do off the record. I'd get a gun and blow his head away. Blow him away. Yeah. So uh, that's when we flash Jim's to, also not happy with the detective. We have to wait till he butchers another family before yeah. we can try to find him. So that's kind of like, he's kind of let the detective know that he's going to take it in his own hands. So he's like, well, blow him away. If, if you get the chance, fucking kill him. So smash cut to Jim at a shooting at range. At the shooting range. <laughs> uh, shooting it up uh, yep. with, the, um, with the gun. Mm-hmm. But there is some good news, I guess, that comes out of of where Jerry is living now. He does get Stephanie back in school. Yeah, he, he talks her, to the principal and gets her back in school. He says, listen, he's obviously very charismatic. Well, he's a salesman. Yeah, he's sales, a real yeah. estate agent. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's he's he, he's smart, kind of knows what he's doing, yeah. um, and very comfortable with talking to people. Yep. A true psychopath. That's why half politicians are psychopaths. A lot of serial killers. You're either a senator or a congressperson, or yeah. you're fucking going to be on the FBI's top ten. <laughs> You are stuffing bodies yep. in your basement. Zero feelings, zero empathy for another person. Yeah, both sides. Run too. for office, baby. Exactly. So, so uh, yeah, the Jerry just, it's a quick scene where he talks to the principal. She yeah. says, like, I'm afraid this is over and done with. And he just says, well, I'm always, I've always been a, a believer in lost causes. And we cut to Stephanie talking to Dr. Bondurant, her therapist, about how Jerry got her back in school. And I guess he's the most wonderful stepdad because he got me back in school. And he's like, well, so, I mean, what what I get out of this scene is that the doc is like, Stephanie, I mean, maybe you're just fighting this on yourself. She's like, no, you don't understand. So he kind of takes her side and goes, okay, you know, he he starts believing in her. So he does something. Well, because Steph asks, like, why won't he meet with you then? Yeah. And Why won't he meet with so, Dr. That's what I mean. So yeah. he's kind of like something is amiss. Mm-hmm. She's maybe she is right. I'm gonna have to now go to uh, a different resource to to yeah. get information from him. Because so, Steph basically says to the, her doctor, like, he scares me. Yeah. He, so Dr. Bonnerant's like, all right, fine, I'll try to meet with him some other way. And then he goes undercover yeah. as Mr. Martin. He goes undercover as Mr. Martin, someone who was interested in buying a home. So he calls. Uh, Jerry at Jerry work. Jerry work and says, yo, let's make an appointment. I'd love to see a house. Mm-hmm. So this is, uh, I guess, after school. It's later that day back in Stephanie's neighborhood. She's walking with a boy named Paul. Same Tee-hee. kid from the art class who... Uh, yeah, they, they, yeah. yeah they're, they're wrestling and playing. and Talking about how she's back in school. She's like, oh, I'm in, I don't know, writing class or something now. Not typing. Art cl- typing class, yeah. And he's just... 
they, they, flirt fake, and they fake wrestle. They do a fake boxing match, yeah, and, and then, he ends up like grabbing her, like he's wrestling, and then whoa! Yeah, she feels his boner. She feels his boner, yeah. just like the song from the '90s. <laughs> Baby, when we're grinding, I get so, so excited. Ooh, how I like it. Try, but I, I can't fight it. And start up back, you're me. catching kind of close. Feel a little poke coming through. <laughs> that song was all about a boner. <laughs> It's all about Feel a little, little poke, poke coming, coming through from you. you. Yeah, that's that song was about. Oh, we're dancing and I have a fucking boner and you can feel it. That's Girl, what that song's I about. Boy, Try, I like but I can't hide, hide it. You know what I wanna do. I don't remember who sings it, but boy, uh, it's like it's from the nineties, and I remember hearing it and like he's singing about because I was the kid who in the school dances and whatnot. You'd dance with a chick and you'd be like. Oh my god, I'm getting a boner. <laughs> Next. Yeah. So that's, that's what called, happens. It's called, it's called Too Close. And that's what happens with Where Paul. We, can we play that song out or we get in trouble? We might get in trouble. Um, well, that's what happens with Paul yes. and Stephanie in this little spot. And they just, the tension, and they just sort of stop and. She grabs it. See you at school tomorrow. Um, <laughs> she grabs Steph, it. Steph, uh, they, they, yeah, they depart. Steph walks to her mailbox. Right. And she sees the letter from the Seattle Examiner, the one that uh, Jeer Dog took earlier. He doctored she it. Doctored it. It's but, And she's stoked. So she runs up to the uh, room. Um, and uh, opens up the envelope. It is the photo of of a man. It's not Jerry. It's seventies and eighties porn star John Holmes. Is it? Yes. It's a yeah. Well, it's not Jerry. It's a totally different guy. It is seriously yeah. every man in eighties porn. <laughs> yep, he's got a stash. Great, uh, great curly hair. Great curly hair. Merkin. Just a goofy ass smile on his face. So, but it's well, what we're getting at. It's definitely not uh, Jerry right. Dog. So, so she's deflated like. Oh, it's, I mean, you'd think it'd be good news to her. Oh, I guess my stepdad isn't a murderer, but uh, she's kind of like, huh, well, I guess it. Life goes on. Life goes on. So uh, this is when Dr. Bondurant uh, pulls up as Mr. Martin to meet Jerry at this house. Right. And he's like, yo, thanks for showing me this house, uh, Jerry. Um, Yep. You know, I'm really excited to get in. So Jerry's like, well, sure. And so he puts on that sales persona. Yeah. Great hardwood floors. Check really it bring out. out the light. Yep. You know, All this, this is, space. Yeah. Yep. Perfect for raising a family. And Ray, Blech. Ray Martin yeah. says, uh, oh, I'm a confirmed bachelor. Um, not for me. Not for me. You know, I'm not into the whole wife and kids and all that crap, which I think Jerry looks like he's offended yeah, he's he is. not happy to hear that sort of thing. So it's kind of as they dive into these more conversations, Andy, that Mr. Martin, uh, you know, Stephanie's doctor, Mr. Martin is trying to get inside Jerry's head. And, and he's starting to kind of realize this. And, you know, this whole time, you know, Mr. Martin's like, man, you really do love families, huh? Mm-hmm. Like, well, you love that a tradition, huh? Mm-hmm. And and Jerry's like, yo, like he's starting You're to, here kind to of, buy a house or, yeah. to, or to look at me. Mm-hmm. Dr. Bondurant slips up. And says, like, it sounds like you had a strict upbringing. And, uh, yeah, right. That's when Jerry says, like, are you here to buy a house or are you here to talk yep. to me? And, and says, uh, Dr. Bonneron says, I'm sorry, it's a force of habit. My wife gets on me for it all the time. And that's when Jerry's like, well, you said you were a confirmed bachelor. <laughs> and Dr. Bonneron, still posing as Ray Martin, says, well, I mean, I'm recently divorced. I sometimes, sometimes forget, yeah. forget that. I." And Jerry's like, oh, yeah, it must be all the stress as he grabs a two by four. <laughs> It beats the shit. Beats the shit <laughs> out of, of Dr. B. It's a great scene. Oh, my God. He kills him. Very graphic. He beats the doc to death. And mm-hmm. then, but he does go through his wallet to find out who he truly is. He's Dr. Bondurant. Damn yeah. it. Because Jerry, I think, thinks it's somebody who's, like, onto him. Like, 
discovered who he really is. Well, kind he's of. a murderer. Because I mean, he says, like, how'd you come out? How'd you get on to me? Yeah. And the guy, the Dr. Bonnerat's still sticking to his story. He's like, I'm just here to buy a house as he's getting beat to death. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, but he, he he is no longer with us. I mean, the very graphic scene of a beat down with a two by four. As, as Jerry's searching his body, he, he says, like, we just need a little order around here. That's yeah. all. That's kind of like his punish. his thing, yeah. Uh, so back with Steph, you know, she's telling Karen that she was wrong. Yeah. That she feels bad for what, you know, for her accusing Jerry. So, you know, she's like, maybe, you know, um, I'll try to accept him and show him love. Give him a chance. <laughs> we come back to Jerry. Great, because she's like, I'm going to give him a chance. And Jerry is now, yeah. He's like packing up the body in some um, paper because they were the house was being remodeled, so there was like paper on the floor to catch the paint and stuff. And he's well, wrapping he just, yeah, the, wraps body up the body, up, but trying to make it look like an, a car accident. Yeah, that's so he puts the body in his car. You know, takes the car out next to a cliff. But I mean, obviously, he's done this before. He puts, you know, <laughs> puts some paper in the tank, lights it up, pushes the car off the cliff, and explodes, blows, yeah. and, and so, then whistles Camptown Ladies and, as he walks walk, away. Walks back to it, you know, just no Uber, so he's just going to walk back home. Well, no, there'd be a record if Uber I know, but picked I would him think, up. I bet mean, I think they would have seen the flame. It was a ball of yeah. flame. I think they would have been like, ew, ew. Like, yeah. I just would have been singing, whistling camp. I would have been whistling Dixie and fucking walking. I would probably try to make my way into like a. An area because I believe that the the the, mm. the ser- EMT services would be there quickly. Perhaps he is cocky. And the thinks, di- I got away with it. Yep, because the next day he uh, has to give Steph the bad news. She's in the garage working on her bike, and she's like, "Yo, your doc friend, he's yeah, dead." And you know, she's crying, and they hug. And is the family becoming united, Andy? I vote yes. They are becoming united. Yeah. So um, I'm kind of stoked on that. You kind of, you know, she's like, I loved him. He was a friend. Like, no, I yep. loved him. But, you know, I use a friend. He was cool. You know, um, and so she's just kind of using um, um, emotional ladder, emotional wall. What is it you call it? Like an emotional. What? I don't know. I just... Jerry is emotional support. Yes. Oh. Wall support. Well, as she's crying, yeah, Jerry gets a smile on his face. Like, this is what I wanted. I wanted her to like me. Yeah, no, this is gonna be great. So, another friend, Uncle Ogilvy, Uncle Ogilvy, Jim Ogilvy, Uncle Ogilvy, Jim Ogilvy is back um, as the obsessed brother back in his sister's house and Jerry's old house. He's going through the uh, basement at at the murdered family home, discovers a magazine in the basement, Andy, that has a few pages missing. Several pages missing. Several. Something I feel that the police should have found, but who am I to judge? Fucking shoddy police work. And so Jim, obviously, with uh, the bright idea, like, I'll go to the library and find the same magazine and find what pages are missing. Why are these pages ripped out? That's so he what goes he off to, to find that's out. That's what he wants to find out. But yeah. we're back at Jerry's house, and we're erecting, erecting Giggity. a uh, birdhouse. It's the one that Jerry's been building this whole movie. And guess who's coming out to help and apologize. Yep. And accept Stephanie, Jerry. yep. And everything's good, but a little mention of a boyfriend, like, no woman should have a boyfriend. Oh, yeah, Susan just says, like, something like, like oh, uh, you're going to be fighting off all the boys, and Jerry's just like, boys, what? Don't grow up too fast. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. You but know. The, the birdhouse is up. It's firm. It's hard. They're a family um, it's now. solid. There's, you know, it's got some veins. Um, We get it. The birdhouse is a penis. <laughs> got it. They erected a birdhouse. So, <laughs> penis analogy received. So Jim Ogilvy, <laughs> as Andy said, has made his way to a public library. Yeah. To find out those missing pages, he literally runs in that library like it's a like a bull in a china shop. Yeah. I, if I was a librarian, Bankhead, I would have been like, "Yo, homie, calm yeah. down." 
Well, <laughs> I think uh, back then libraries were probably used a lot more. Nowadays, they'd be like, whoa, a person's here. Holy <laughs> shit. I still go to my... Well, no, I don't yeah, know much anymore. I think libraries are... They're, yeah, people still patronize the libraries. Yeah. Yeah. For, I know it's weird. People use the internet still to look at girls. And, That's weird. Or, yeah. Yeah. Maybe to go BM in the bathroom. Right. Public bathrooms. But um, he finds the pages that are yeah, missing. Yeah, he finds the page that is talking about the best American towns in the U.S. Towns, American towns. And guess what one of the towns is? To, to raise a family. To raise a family. Oak Ridge, Washington. And it's within that little radius that, that was on radius. his map so, earlier. He, so Jim Ogilvie now has his sights on Oak Ridge, Washington. I'm going to go look there. This I'm is a, it. This is it. Again, all things that the cops could have done. This That's is, just my thing. I mean, this is really any detective worth anything would have been like searching the house when the murders happened, found the magazine, been like, why are these missing? Let's track down another issue. Any detective would have done the same goddamn thing, you know, but I whatever. Know, I mean, yeah, they would have gone through the house. It just seemed like nothing was gone through the house. Right. I think they could have found uh, the killer, too. I don't think he would have gotten away that easy. I I'm going to go ahead before we get into the next scene. This is based on a true story. Did you know that? It's inspired by. Inspired yeah. by, but it's yeah. true. Like a guy killed his family. Mm -hmm. kept, he kept them. No one knew what was going on. They thought he bet it set up like they went on a trip. Oh, turn the fucking AC unit like up to like fifty, so the bodies would have a slower chance to decompose. Sure. Went and got remarried, had a family, did everything. I think he was. I think oh. he was off the off the grid for eighteen years. Oh my god. Yeah, you could do research about it. We well, watched, we watched a murder porn thing man, about the air conditioning thing. That's what what's her name should have done in criminally insane. <laughs> when she killed her, she killed her grandma. <laughs> yeah, and she kept killing people. She would just, she was just putting air fresheners up. She should have turned the AC like way down. But I still think her sister would have been like, "Why is it so yeah, fucking, it's so cold, fucking in cold in here?" I think I'd much rather say it's cold than you know, smell of dead bodies. That movie, man, sixty-two minutes. So, anyway, sorry. episode, go look it up. But it was now, back a little ways, after yeah. um, Jim Ogilvy discovers where. Uh, his ex-brother-in-law is living. It's Thanksgiving. Yay! Uh, it's dinner Jay's time. Home. And the family um, has fun with a dead bird. They are all blessed. Everyone's all getting along. Yeah, and it's that's just what, a quick scene. Well, Jerry says, until this moment, I never realized what Thanksgiving was all about. He just says, I'm really happy. It's just the three of them. Yeah. No other family. Usually it's, Thanksgiving. Did you, did you think it was weird they weren't wearing pants, though? Like, what was that about? They were, what? They weren't wearing pants. I didn't notice. He was wearing a full suit. He wasn't wearing pants. Oh, well... She wasn't, they all weren't. It was wow. weird. We should try that at our Thanksgiving this year. I think so, too. So he's just, just they were wearing yeah, pants. they were wearing, yeah. But um, Jerry's just a real touching yeah, it's thing. Just again, and they're like, all getting along because yeah. Jill's just like, I want two drumsticks, please. Or not Jill. She's, that's the her real life name, Stephanie. The actress's name is Jill. Uh, but yeah, anyway. So it's later that night on Thanksgiving. That's what I assume. I mean, it's obviously Thanksgiving. So later that night. What most teenagers do, they go to the house. Uh, Partying with friends. Yeah, so Stephanie's uh, ditching like looks like an arcade. And yeah. Paul and Steph meet up. So Paul pulls up on his little scooter, and they meet up, and they uh, proceed to have intercourse in the alley next to the arcade. No. Um, when they, no, they didn't. They, That's not what happened. What, what, did you watch it on? I, wa I rented this one on Amazon Prime. Oh, did you watch it on TV? For me, there was no intercourse. They had sex in the alley. Interesting. Yes. I didn't. 
That that um, scene was not in my version of the movie. Then you missed out. <laughs> Damn it! Paul has a nice ass. Oh. I'm just kidding. Fake fake news. Um, just kidding. But he pulls up to. He say, does give her a ride home. Yeah, gives it. But she wants to drive the scooter. Teehee. Yeah. So he drops her up. He walks her to the door and just says like what they did in the 80s, 70s. You know, super awkward super, teens. Yeah, you know, just like hey, so finding themselves. They, and, they, yeah. They suddenly start to kiss yeah. at the front door. Very typical. Super. American. It's very sweet. Jerry opens a door and flips the. Look out. He is not happy. No, totally sir. overreacts. Even no, Susan, it was like, what's going on? And Jerry says, he's trying to rape my daughter. It's like, what? Yeah, and then Susan says something smart, Alec, and the mom slaps, or Stephanie says something smart, Alec, and Susan slaps Steph. Susan slaps Stephanie for saying something smart. So, <laughs> Quite the, the mom, twister. Yeah, the mom slaps her daughter for, yeah. you know, cursing out Jerry. So it's, it's kind yeah. of like a little family turmoil. But and Stephanie takes off. But this is where the scene happens, where Jerry realizes that his life, this family is toast, because Susan says you've disrupted everything that you've done with Stephanie. All the Jones. progress. All the this progress. This is your is over. fault, Jerry. This is when Jerry goes into it's time for a new family mode. He walks calmly to the sidewalk. He gets a look on his eyes, and for me, I was watching on Tubi. It went to commercial. <laughs> but we cut to the next day. Jerry's quitting his job at the real estate place. Yep. On Black Uh-oh. Friday, I guess it's Black Friday. He's quitting his job. It's after Thanksgiving. It's uh, that's his mo from uh, earlier in the movie when he was Henry Morrison. We learned that he quit his job three weeks, three weeks prior to killing the, killing. the family. But so the, here he is again, quitting his job. The same at the same time, Jim Ogilvy has made it into town. He's made it to Oak Ridge, Washington. Yeah, looking around. He's trying to get Jim Ogilvy makes his way to the uh, uh, police. Was it police or local government records office or something? Something. Because he's looking I think it's for kind of both. It's a small town, yeah. so it could probably both. And Jim's looking for. He wants to see all the marriage uh, certificates from the last year because he knows that somebody moved here within the last year and probably got married. And the guy doesn't help him, but he flirts with like some a, girl named Annie yeah. and he gets him. Jim, yeah, catches the other office receptionist, gives yeah. her the old uh, wink and tickle. <laughs> if you know what the old wink and tickle is, you know you know. Yeah, and we'll so, send you a sticker. We will send you a sticker if you know what the wink and tickle is. <laughs> Give us is. the wink and tickle. Give us the wink and tickle at slash you. Yeah. She gives him all the information he wants. Marriage's licenses given out the past year. Boom. He's got, he, he's he's yep. off. This is another note where I said Jim's way better at this than the yeah, police. He's, he's getting, he's getting his. <laughs> he's getting to the bottom of the shit. Yeah. I mean, so. you know, had some time to think about it, I guess, uh, yeah. while he was traveling back from Europe. Uh, Stephanie <laughs> is dropped off at her new doc because, you know, obviously oh. Dr. Bondurant is dead. She it looks like some old stuck up old woman, Biddy. Yeah. And she's like, are you Stephanie Maine? And she's like, nope, wrong doc, wrong office. But she does get to step into her old doctor's office, Dr. Uh, Bondurant. Yeah. Instead of going to her new appointment, she yep. just goes into Dr. B's old office. It's puts all closed a, up. Puts on a sweater. His stuff is all there. Um, does she put on his sweater? No. no. I didn't. I was like, what? And then she uh, <laughs> she sits down at his desk and notices something scrawled on uh, on the address pad on his desk. It's a it's an address, and it says 4.30 p.m. with J. Blake noted. Jerry Blake. Yeah. Realizing that, oh, maybe he was supposed to meet Jerry at this address at 4.30. And she doesn't recall ever hearing about Jerry was going to meet. With Dr. Bonner. No. So interesting. Okay. She really has to investigate. She puts yep. on she puts on her uh, Nancy Drew hat. Yep. And uh, her uh, Shakespeare. I love William Shakespeare panties. I don't know, what, I don't know why you try for these sometimes. Sometimes they land. A lot of times they don't. I was trying this to was say, not landing. I was trying to say Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> William Shakespeare panties. <laughs> her Nancy okay, Drew I... hat and her Sherlock Holmes panties. 
that would have landed, but you botched it with the Shakespeare, and now we're off on a tangent again. <laughs> all right. Uh, and take two. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jim Ogilvy has all the info he needs. Right. Uh, we got from the old Wink and Tickle. He has a list of names of people who were married within the last year, so and he's, he's going around door he's to door. on the prowl looking for Martin. And, right. Uh, so uh, now Jerry is up to no good on a ferry. He's obviously setting up his his escape from uh, the Susan and Stephanie story. Right. He's, You've uh, heard of snakes on a plane. This is Jerry on a ferry. Got it. <laughs> Jerry on a ferry. Jerry on a ferry. <laughs> Stepfather too. Jerry on a ferry. <laughs> yep. Yeah. He goes so to the. Funny. <laughs> yeah. He goes to the bathroom on the ferry and changes his whole look. That, so he's wearing a toupee. Yeah. Because so this he, whole time was. Yeah. This whole time he was bald. Yeah. So pretty rad, right? Yeah, I thought that was cool. So he's, he's, he, he puts on a fake mustache. He takes off his toupee. So now he's like, you know. You know, traditional balding guy yep. with a mustache and and puts it uh, takes the contacts out and put glasses on, and he poses as um uh I forgot the name Bill, Bill Hodgkins. Hodgkins Bill Hodgkins so so yeah I, I wanted to bring up the in between as as he's doing this Stephanie is now at the home where her doc lover or, or her her doctor died yes she finds nothing why is this scene it why was a pointless have, scene it, it'd be if they if it would have made it, I thought interesting hey there's a speck of blood and then someone walks in like she finds like I completely agree yeah if they, she'd have been looking around and saw like a splotch of blood yep and then someone walks in and. There was no chases her away. She, didn't see anything. she just walked she around. She saw and, nothing. Walked another, around. Another, another real, they, yeah, another real estate agent's in there, and she's like, ah! And they take off running, yeah, and the guy's like, a, I'm so sorry, folks. This place is supposed to be uh, deserted. Yeah, there's or not supposed to be anybody here. Teenagers up here in uh, Oak Ridge like to Doing smoke their pot. Cocaine and their crack. They like cocaine and crack and looking at each other's naked. Yep. Anyway. So Jerry is getting a new job in his new town. I don't know if we can really get the name of it. Rosedale. Rosedale. Rosedale, Washington. The sign says, a great place to raise a family. There you go. And he applies for a job selling insurance. Family insurance. He is interested in anything having to do with families, particularly life insurance. He talks all about how, um, you know, people just uh, don't want to come to grips with the fact that you're going to die someday. And we all got to protect them. Life insurance is important. Blah, blah, blah. Obviously, he's going to Rosedale every day, and he's changing his persona on the ferry, I think, you know, for, what, two to three weeks on the ferry? I thought that people would notice that because it's a communal ferry. I know a lot of fair. This is getting... A lot of these boats, commuters, commuters, yeah, they come across. It'd be the same people. I mean, they yeah. come across, going across. They notice that he goes yeah. into the bathroom looking like one guy and comes out looking yeah. like a completely I, different guy. I mean, if it was done like two or three times, but he's doing this every day for three weeks, setting up his new life in Rosedale. So nobody noticed. <laughs> so and we're we're back that night at uh, Jerry's house in uh, back in Oak Ridge. Oak Ridge. And this was interesting. There was awkward dinner. Yeah, Jerry and Susan and Stephanie eating quietly, no one talking. A little bit later, Susan's washing dishes and says, "Jerry, we've got to talk. We've got to talk about our our family." And Jerry just says, "Like, I'm handling it." And Susan's like, "By yourself?" And he's like, "Yeah." And he leaves, to take a walk. And this walk is interesting because he sees a life he wants, like the 1950s. Mm-hmm. A dad gets out of the car, a dog runs up, a daughter, a wife, they're gimp. It's the house he sold. Yeah. To them. Yeah. You know, the little girl that he pushed yeah, on the swing. Yeah. It's exactly. them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of like, oh, and she waves to him. The little girl waves to him. Yeah. And it's like, daddy, daddy. We know yeah. Jerry's jealous of this. And mm-hmm. she's like, he's like, oh, that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted. Shit. He's not willing to go through the work. I know. Like, like he, well, maybe he's fertile. No, infertile. 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 Like he, yeah, right. Because every time something goes wrong, he just kills the family, and moves on. Like, 
bro, there's going to be some hiccups. I like, think he's infertile. See, backstory. Yeah. Backstory. <laughs> but the man's not willing to work to make it work. Like any, He just wants it to all just be good all the time. I, know, I just love it. And yeah, that would be nice, but it doesn't always work out that way. No, Sometimes right. you have to, there's, there's fights, there's conflict, there's compromises you have to make. He's not willing to do that. Like he just, well, first time you made me mad, I guess I'll kill you. We'll shake the etch no, sketch and start over. Second or third time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hear the, 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 like, I don't think it's one or two times. I think he gives them at least two or three times. And, and then, then they then disappointed slit, me. Then, then he slits their throats. Yep. Um, Ogilvy finally makes it to his house. He makes it to his ex-brother-in-law's house where Susan answers the door. Yeah. And he's like, yo, where's the man of the house? Uh, Gerald he, Blake. Must be out showing houses. And and Jim says, oh, he sells houses? And Susan's just like, yeah. How do you I? know his name was Gerald Blake, though? He had the marriage oh, certificate. Marriage license, thank you. And he yeah. says, um, uh, that's right, thank you. Uh, don't tell him that I stopped by. I'd rather I'd rather just surprise him. And and that was that. And, he, and Jim left. I think she's still curious because... Sure. Because, I mean, we get back with Susan, but we, we cut, we smash cut to Jerry, yeah. who's back, you know, he's back on the ferry. He's putting his new look and he's, he's, you know, just a quick, this is a quick show that he's found a house to live. Renting a house. Renting a house uh, next door to a neighbor woman. Dorothy. Dorothy. A single mom raking leaves by herself. And the kids are supposed to do it. So it's just you and the kids. She's like, yeah. She starts like playing with herself. There's a new target. Yep. So, yep. obviously, we're setting up the new target. <laughs> That's what Jerry wants to go after at this point. Yep. Yeah. So, he's like, well, this is going to be my new... Because she's smiling at him. He's yep. smiling at her. So, we're getting everything set up for his new life. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm getting at, though. Back with Susan, I think she's trying to call her husband to say, yo, some guy came by the house looking for you. He I looked, think you're right. He looked like he sniffs paint. Because right. I mean, Jim Ogilvy isn't probably... You know, he's not looking the best. He looked like that why, That guy from the movie River Runs Through It. That's what yeah. she says. Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she yeah. calls Jerry's office and they tell her that he quit. Yeah, he's quit. She's like, what? So What? He quit? What are you talking about? This next scene kind of got me. Ogilvy, Ogilvy tries to find another. Why does he go to another house? Obviously, he's found Gerald Baker. He has no idea. He doesn't know what he looks like. He doesn't know. I guess. He's going down. He has a list of names of people who were married in the last year, and he's just looking but, but, at them to see what they okay, look like. Then hear me out. So he makes it yeah. to another house. The lady of the house, Miss Fairfax, not for long. Miss Fairfax, not for long. I guess she was having an affair. She thinks Jim is a cab driver because yeah. she's about to take, she's she wants leaving. to take off. So this husband comes out all tough. Yeah. Like, I'm going to break everybody your body. He grabs him and goes, listen, I'm not the cab driver. He's like, oh, okay. Okay. Like, he just be, uh, quickly becomes meek. Yeah. But he shows a picture of Jerry. Have you seen this man? Yeah, does, but he doesn't do that to Susan. It's weird. I don't know why. That's a plot hole. Yeah, because he's because he shows a picture of Jerry, the 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 headshot from Glamour Shots mm -hmm. at the local mall, and he finds out that is in fact his brother in law because yeah, that's the dude that sold us the house. Oh, he's a realtor. Oh, he sells houses. Yeah. Yep. And he's like, that, I gotta get back to the Blake home. The funk music comes on. Bam, and bam, 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 bam. Get what back is to it? Jerry. Uh, this one. Yeah. Nope. Nope. That's <laughs> This. Yeah. yeah, gotta get back. <laughs> gotta get back, Jerry. <laughs> That's the cliff oh. notes. All right. So he's, uh, he's. Yeah, I don't know why he didn't show the picture to Susan. Is this your husband? Is this your husband? Oh my god, it looks like him, but he doesn't have the beard. He doesn't have the beard. Yeah, he does, but it looks like Bob Ross. You're That's right. Like Happy little trees. So, <laughs> Jim is now speeding back to the fair, the the Blake home. Um, Jerry arrives home, and Susan starts talking to him about quitting the real estate firm. And Jerry's like, what are you talking about? I was out showing a house. 
uh, and Susan's just like, well, she said you don't work there anymore. And he's like, oh, this new girl, Susan, she's an idiot. I've never gotten anyone fired before, but I got to tell you. And he picks up the phone. He's like, how how hard is it to, uh, to get a name right? And Susan's just like, yeah, I, I guess. You don't have to call. And he's like, it's Hodgkins for Pete's sake. And Susan's like, what? He's like, wait. Who am I here? <laughs> like, yes, he screwed up who he is. Who am I here? Because he thinks that this is Hodgkin. She's like, who? And he's like, who am I? It's like Jerry. He's like, oh, yeah, Jerry. Oh, yeah, Jerry Blake. Jerry Blake. Thanks, dear. Thanks, dear. And then boom, smacks her in the face. With I the mean, phone a receiver. hard whack, dude. I get chill about talking about it. I was like, it happened so quick, Andy. Like, he, he's, he's, she's like, are you okay, Jerry? And he's like, yeah, I'm Jerry. I'm Jerry. Yeah, he doesn't know. Like that's again the tagline. Who am I here? That's why I think he's done it definitely more than twice. Well, it's getting scrambled yeah. in his head. He, he's, he, he's, he's losing so track of who he is. He's trying to be exactly. Bill Bill Hodgkins in this in this upcoming new life, but here he's still Jerry Blake. Thanks, dear, and smacks her with the phone receiver. Yeah, so, and that's when I wrote, "It's murdering time." Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like, here we go, here we go. Susan is pushed into the basement. She's still alive, obviously. Nose so, is broken, probably. Yeah. And Ogilvy is racing towards the house. Um, Jerry's yeah. dumping out all the knives. He's got to find a good knife over here. Yeah, he needs a good stabbing knife. This is when the dog scene gets me nervous. They're cute little terrier. He's holding a knife. He's like, come here, little thing. Come here, little thing. And I'm like, you motherfucker. Don't kill this fucking, fucking dog. dog. So the dog eventually comes over. And so he's playing, holding the knife, playing with the dog. Love you. I really thought. Please don't kill a dog. Stephanie gets home, and the, so when Stephanie arrives home, of course the dog runs to greet Stephanie. It's her dog, and so, yeah. so they're like wee wee wee, and so they're they're playing. And meanwhile, well, Susan, you said is in the basement, knocked yeah. out. She got knocked out. Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. I said Unconscious. Yeah, she she okay. pushed in the basement. So now Stephanie's home. Mom, yeah. I'm home. It's time for Stephanie to die. And this is like where the, the the you know Ogilvy's trying to make it to the house. The trope. He gets stuck behind like a crosswalk, and it's like a nun walking. You know, with like a bunch of kids, Catholic school kids. <laughs> come on, come on. I thought it'd be funny if you just tore through it like maybe took a kid out <laughs> oh jeez um, but Stephanie now is getting in the shower she doesn't know anything that's happening so this is a weird thing because she gets undressed we know she's 23 as an actress but in the movie she's, she's playing 16. a 16 year old but they did that in Fast Times Ridge High they did that like in, they in did the that Sweet 16 movies. which yeah. we watched but so it's just weird we looking. see her naked we see her you're not her... supposed to get turned on because she's 16 but she you, you can get turned on because she's actually 23 yeah, yeah no yeah. I, I choose I, I, I try to just go by like I don't think about it I mean I'm just thinking this is part of the scene where you know was right. it needed for her to get naked nope, probably not not necessary um, dad is on his way up to kill uh, her while she's in the shower but Ogilvy makes it to the door yeah uh, lets himself in Jerry's behind the door he does huh? the old hide behind the door <laughs> yeah but I thought this was so funny. I didn't expect it. He goes through all this scene to finally confront Jerry. Oh, my God. Guts him. Yes. Literally guts him, man. Just Jerry killed So, him. right. I mean, Jim's sister was killed by Jerry, and Jim has gone through all of these, uh, you know, the shooting range and everything get it, to get good with the gun, only to botch it, can't get the gun out in time, and Jerry stabs him and says, next time, Jim, call before you drop by. Yeah, <laughs> I even have that scene. I, 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 laughed, I just laughed after that scene. Jim Ogilvy's dead. Jim Ogilvy is dead after all of this running around trying to, you know, get justice. And, Doing the best police work. Yeah. He, way better than the actual police. Um, He's dead. So back to Steph. The chase is on. It's quick. She's getting out of the shower, and yep. Jerry's like, hello, dear. And so, of course. Yep. He's all bloody. Yeah, he's a, Jerry's a maniac. Let me in. She's bashing she's down the, ba the bathroom door. The mirror, the mirror falls off, so... Hey, I'll grab Stephanie. Grabs a shard of mirror. Yep. He finally breaks through the bathroom, and he gets a stab in the arm. She stabs in the arm, and then she gets away long enough to see 
dead Jim at the bottom of the stairs, and she actually opens like the hall closet and climbs up into their attic. Yeah. Jerry love, follows I, her. I love the sled scene. Oh, yeah. He's poking his head up and uh, through the attic door, and a, a, a sled, like a wintertime, comes flying at his head, and he ducks just in time. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I don't know why I liked it, but I did. I thought it was That's well That's an interesting stunt, because that could have gone wrong. Yeah. You know, it could have hit him in the face. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's aggressive, and that's why I kind of liked it. I even wrote, that's what I love, but... Uh, he gets in the attic and chases Stephanie, or he finds her hiding, and they... they yeah, I love you! Get out of here! Yeah. And Jerry ends up falling through the ceiling. The insulation. Through the insulation. He doesn't step on the rafters the right way and falls through. Uh, And he's injured long enough for Stephanie to climb down out of the attic and get to the top of the stairs where her mom is there at the bottom of the stairs crawling up. Stephanie, are you okay? And suddenly Jerry's there and sort of tosses Steph aside. And Susan ends up shooting him because she grabbed uh, Jim's gun. Jim's gun, yeah. And shot, uh, what she shoots him first, I think, like in the shoulder or yeah. something. So he's got a, a, a mirror shot yeah. to the shoulder and a gunshot to the shoulder. And he gets back up to get Stephanie, and, sh- and uh, Susan shoots him again, this time in the leg, which dr- he drops the knife at the top of the stairs. He drops down, and he's crawling up the stairs towards the knife, and Stephanie's at the top of the stairs, also crawling through the knife. It's a race. Who's yeah. going to get to the knife first? Stephanie gets it, um, stabs Jerry in the heart. And he, I love you. I love you. And he falls backward down the stairs, appears to die. There's happy music. Susan and Stephanie are safe. The birdhouse comes down. A little bit later, Stephanie's cutting the birdhouse down with like a jigsaw, you know, power, yeah. power saw cutting. She just cuts the post and it falls down like a tree. And her and Susan uh, go inside. Roll credits. With the smash birdhouse and we roll credits. So, you got you to pick between one and six stepdaddy built birdhouses. What would you give this? Uh, solid five. I'm four. Four stepdaddy. Lack of backstory. Built, built birdhouses, yeah. I really just get the impression that Jerry was an abused kid. Uh-huh. Who, he must have had a really strict father who wanted order the yeah, whole punish. time. Yeah, I could dig that, like, military-style father. Mm-hmm. But, you know, really aggressive and whatnot. But I, I still would love to know about more of those families. Oh, just aside from the one the beginning, like how many yeah, did he kill? Like, yeah, well, yeah, like how the, I want to know those stories. I want to know, like, yeah. you could have done quick flashbacks and, like, you and I could make a prequel, friend. Terry O'Quinn's still alive and kicking. We could try to cast like him. He could talk, well, like, we cast him, but he's telling old stories, so we'd have to cast a young Terry Quinn, but we could use the real one to, like, when I was younger. Yeah. I did. But like he'd maybe, have it all scrambled in his head. Prison. Maybe we interview him while he's in yeah. a prison cell. But he'd all he'd he'd have it all scrambled in his head. Remember, he can't keep that shit straight. Do you? We, do we really? I mean, I know we have to hit pause, but we don't have to take a break. Uh, let's just let's just the, keep rolling. Let's do the kill count. All right. <laughs> this is not a big kill count. I can't believe. I counted his old family. Because we saw their dead bodies. We didn't see them get killed. But We did that on fucking uh, Jacko. We didn't see. We oh, didn't count those. all right. Well, we don't count them, but there was four of them. And then Dr. Ponderant <laughs> and then Jim. So two? Yes. Yeah. Great. I That's would kill count. Movies. I definitely. <laughs> Music stopped. I know that uh, we've already given our um, accolades to what Slash U is, but oh, right. just to keep it real. We're going to go up two years to 1989 because we just want to roll with it. Yes. 1989, one hour, 33 minutes. Stepfather 2, make room for daddy. Make room for daddy. I just like saying it like, make, make room, room for, for daddy. daddy. Make room for daddy. And so obviously, daddy. Maybe, maybe he's not dead. So the kill count is one. Oh, I didn't count him. It was Jim and Dr. Bonnerot. I didn't count Jake, uh, Jerry. 
So the kill count's still two. Dr. Bonnerant, Jim. Oh, yeah. Ogilvy. That's it. Two. That's right. I Here's my thought, and I told you this before we hit record. I think that they meant for this to just be its own movie. He got killed, stabbed in the heart, rolled down the stairs, dead. But maybe there was a, the reception of the movie was very good. Maybe it made a lot of money, and they said, let's make a sequel. Because here's the summary for Stepfather 2. Yes. After escaping the insane asylum in which he was incarcerated, Jerry Blake impersonates a marriage counselor and manages to win over a patient and her young son. So he obviously wasn't dead, according to the story here. He didn't die. Instead, he was probably arrested or fixed up, medically speaking, arrested and thrown in a mental asylum because yeah. he escapes in part two. Yeah, they do. Shelly uh, or Susan is in this movie, but it's archive footage. It's archive footage, so it's going to just you know, kind of probably do his backstory. But mm-hmm. this will be good. I mean, we we hope, but we're definitely going to go ahead and just dive into Stepfather Two. Why not? Um, you know, they have a third one, but it doesn't seem to have anyone. I don't think it has any relation to this one, does it? Or anyway, plastic surgery. The third one, he like surgically alters face, so that's probably why they didn't cast Terry O'Quinn. Sure, he's <laughs> just a different guy because they're like, he's had plastic surgery. It was so it's still Jerry Blake, but it's not. I guess I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. But uh, that's gonna be fun for next week. Yeah. Uh, any shout outs? Remember um, what we said in the beginning? Extreme we horror did, podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shout outs to the Terror Twins. Yep. I'll play, uh, I got a promo for Extreme Horror Podcast that we'll play. Oh, this one? I think I told him we would. We'll play it. Okay, we'll play it. Uh, we. Or I already played it. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I'll find a way to play it somehow. Macabre you, Daily. You either heard it already or you're going to hear it. MacabreDaily.com. <laughs> and uh, just all follow us on Instagram and anyone we follow, follow them back because we love the horror community. Yeah. Sorry for running a little long. Nah, we're fine. I was just, uh, I got IMDb open right here, and it's got the trailer playing for uh, The Stepfather 2. It looks like Brian Dennehy's in this. I don't know. I'm going to watch the trailer in a little bit, but that'll be fun. Check out www.slashypodcast.com for more. Um, That's about it, man. Until next time, class dismissed. Class dismissed, you motherfuckers. (laughs) We just need a little order around here. (laughs) 